Welcome to Lifelines, the radio program of the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation. I'm Matthew Wagner, Education Director of the Federation, and we have a great show coming up. But first, the headlines. We know that an unexpected pregnancy can be scary. Many women make decisions to abort their babies when they're terrified and stressed. We also know that after some time thinking about it, many women would like to change their mind about a medication abortion. Now these women have an opportunity to do so, as long as they act quickly. They can call the Culture of Life Family Services at 1-877-558-0333 and connect with a nurse who can guide them towards reversing the effects of the abortion pill RU486. There are many stories of women who have taken the reversal pill shortly after taking the initial abortion pill thereby saving their preborn baby's life. Keep this number on hand, 877-558-0333, because you never know when you can remind someone that they can always choose life. After the Kermit Gosnell House of Horrors was exposed, abortion activists claimed it was an aberration, and most clinics were clean and safe. That was disproven when three clinics closed right after Act 122 passed in 2011, requiring abortion centers to submit to periodic unannounced inspections and meet basic health and safety standards. Now we are seeing abortion clinics are still not meeting basic standards. Already this year, two Pennsylvania centers, one in Harrisburg and the other in Warminster, Pennsylvania, failed their inspections, with violations including expired medical swabs, inadequate staffing, and missing emergency equipment, among other violations. These violations are further proof that abortions are never safe and give us another reason to remind people they can always choose life. The Center for Medical Progress has released new undercover videos taken during the 2014 and 2015 National Abortion Federation Convention. These videos expose repulsive comments made by Planned Parenthood medical directors about aborting preborn children. In the videos, the directors made grotesque jokes about baby body parts and admitted the baby's humanity before dismissing the child. Shortly after its release, the full video was removed from YouTube by order of a federal judge, but portions of the video are still available on liveaction.org, among other sites. These videos are a reminder of how dehumanizing and evil abortion is, and how we should remind people there's always a reason to choose life. Planned Parenthood has released its 2015-2016 annual report, and there are some startling and disturbing numbers. First, Planned Parenthood ended the lives of 328,348 babies in 2015 to 2016, an increase of almost 5,000 babies from the 323,999 babies Planned Parenthood killed in 2014 to 2015. Second, Planned Parenthood's revenue over expenses was over $77 million, 
begging the question why they should continue to receive the almost $555 million in federal tax money that they received in 2015 and 2016, particularly when their revenue over expenses, that is profit, was over $77 million. This report is further evidence that Planned Parenthood should be defunded and that we need to remind people that they can always choose life. And now to our guest. Maria Gallagher is the Legislative Director of the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation. Welcome, Maria. Thank you for having me. Well, it's great for you to be able to take some time to join us today. I know how busy you are. But I'd like to start by asking you the latest about the latest in the congressional efforts to defund Planned Parenthood. Well, Matt, we are very excited about the efforts in Washington to defund Planned Parenthood. It's important to note that President Donald Trump made it clear during his campaign for the White House that Planned Parenthood should not receive federal funding as long as it performs abortions. And he is trying his best to make good on that promise. The American Health Care Act passed by the U.S. House of Representatives would, in fact, defund Planned Parenthood once and for all. Also, the health care bill would ensure that there are no taxpayer-funded abortion subsidies in health care. Now, you may recall that one huge problem with Obamacare is that it included taxpayer funding of abortion. The only way to get around that was for individual states, such as Pennsylvania, to pass laws opting out of abortion funding. We did that. But it certainly was not easy. The American Health Care Act is now being considered by the U.S. Senate. We do expect the Senate to amend the bill, but pro-life advocates have made it clear that they want the defunding of Planned Parenthood to remain in the bill. Right. And so does our president and the vice president, for that matter. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, if only our U.S. senator felt the same way. And we're talking about Bob Casey Correct. there, who... Um, unfortunately, is an advocate for Planned Parenthood. Now, our other U.S. Senator, Pat Toomey, is staunchly pro-life. Yes, he's been fantastic. He does not believe in federal funding of abortion or abortion operations. Right, absolutely. Why is it that it's so important to defund Planned Parenthood? Well, Matt, it's critically important to defund Planned Parenthood because it is the nation's largest abortion operation. It commits more than 320,000 abortions in a single year. That could be the equivalent of a population of several cities being wiped out. Planned Parenthood receives a half a billion dollars, that's billion with a B, Hmm. in taxpayer funds. It is simply outrageous. National public opinion polls show that the vast majority of Americans do not want their tax dollars spent on abortion. Now, while Planned Parenthood cannot directly spend that public money on abortion, except in very rare cases, the infusion of taxpayer dollars helps them to free up other money to promote and perform abortions. Most Americans oppose most abortions. Let me repeat that. Most Americans oppose most abortions. So it is high time that Planned Parenthood be defunded. On top of that, People had been outraged by the undercover videos, which showed high-ranking Planned Parenthood Mm. officials casually discussing the harvesting of baby body parts Mm. while eating salad and sipping wine. 
It's simply horrible. Yeah. Numerous congressional investigations followed, and Planned Parenthood faces allegations of everything from selling baby body parts to Medicaid fraud. So this is not an organization you can trust with your hard-earned tax money. Right, absolutely. Well, when we do defund Planned Parenthood, not if, but when, absolutely. what will happen to the women who go to Planned Parenthood for actual health care rather than to have an abortion? Women do not have to go to Planned Parenthood to receive health care. In fact, thousands of federally qualified health centers around the country offer comprehensive health care to women that is simply unavailable at Planned Parenthood facilities. For instance, if you have diabetes, you're not going to get it treated at Planned Parenthood. Right. If you have heart problems, you can't get them treated at Planned Parenthood. There right. are a number of health problems that they simply don't address. Right. Now, a number of women live in areas where there is no Planned Parenthood, so it is more appropriate that additional federal dollars go to conventional health care providers that offer better care for women. Exactly. A number of people are under the false impression that Planned Parenthood performs mammograms. They right. do not. There is no Planned Parenthood outfit anywhere in the country that does mammograms. Right. So women who seek means for early detection of breast cancer are far better off going to a conventional health care provider rather than Planned Parenthood. Right. That makes sense. And even if Planned Parenthood isn't defunded at the federal level, states can make their own decisions about whether or not to fund Planned Parenthood, correct? Yes. Thankfully, individual states are now in a position to defund Planned Parenthood. Now, that was not the case just a few months ago. Right. Pro-abortion President Barack Obama, in what was considered a last-minute gift to Planned Parenthood, established a rule stating that states could not defund the abortion giant. Right. Many Americans were incensed by this. As a result, Congress passed and pro-life President Trump signed into law a measure ensuring that states can indeed defund Planned Parenthood if they so choose. So this new law is an important safeguard for women, children, and taxpayer dollars. Now, unfortunately... We are not in a position right now in Pennsylvania to defund Planned Parenthood. Why? Because we have a pro-abortion governor. Right. Governor Tom Wolf is an advocate for Planned Parenthood. In fact, he even volunteered as an escort mm. for a Planned Parenthood operation. So he is in league with Planned Parenthood. Right. He is not going to sign any sort of legislation to defund Planned Parenthood. Right. Now, that's opposed to the state legislature, where we have strong pro-life majorities in both the Pennsylvania House and Pennsylvania Senate. Right. I think that we could get a bill passed in Pennsylvania to defund Planned Parenthood. Right. Unfortunately, the governor will not sign that bill. Right. Can we get a veto override? I don't know. It's, it's a very difficult process. Right. But certainly, we can all strive for that. Right. And, and that's something Absolutely. that we hope for in Pennsylvania. Yeah. Because we do not want to see Planned Parenthood funded with our state tax money either. Right, exactly. Now, sticking with state legislation, can you update us on the status of the dismemberment abortion ban in Pennsylvania? Well, Matt, we are very grateful to the Pennsylvania Senate for passing Senate Bill 3. Right. It's a common sense measure that bans brutal dismemberment abortions. 
these abortions are really tough to talk about. Right. As a mother, I find it very difficult. I'm sure. They involve tearing a baby limb by limb from a mother's womb so that the child bleeds to death. Mm. It's a ghastly practice, and it should not be tolerated in a civilized society. The Pennsylvania Senate wisely agreed. So now Senate Bill 3 is in the Pennsylvania House Health Committee, where it is under consideration. Right. We should also note that the bill would change the abortion limit in Pennsylvania from six months to five months gestation right. to reflect changing medical technology in the Commonwealth. Sure. Premature babies are being saved at earlier and earlier stages of development. Yeah. So it is important that our law be updated to reflect that change. Absolutely. We encourage people to call and email their state representative and urge him or her to support Senate Bill 3. That's very important. Yeah. If you don't know who your state representative is or you need contact information, you can contact us through our website at www.paprolife.org. Let me say that again, www.paprolife.org, and we would be happy to assist you. Right, absolutely. Now, I know there's been a lot of legislation passed since the House of Horrors that abortionist Kermit Gosnell ran in Philadelphia was exposed. What has been the aftermath of that? Well, we are thankful that the Pennsylvania General Assembly teamed up with former Governor Tom Corbett to pass our abortion center regulation law in 2011. This law was a direct result of the heinous situation in West Philadelphia, where abortionist Kermit Gosnell routinely killed full-term babies by snipping their spinal cords. His negligence also led to the deaths of female patients. The grand jury estimated that he had killed hundreds of people, making him America's worst serial killer. Mm. But charges could only be brought in a handful of cases because Gosnell had destroyed so much evidence. He is now in prison serving time for killing three babies and causing the death of an immigrant patient, Karnamaya Mangar. Right. Since the abortion center regulation law went into effect, at least five abortion centers have closed their doors because they either could not or would not meet basic health and safety standards. Abortion facilities are now subject to unannounced inspections, and the results are posted on the Department of Health website. A recent inspection report showed serious violations at a Harrisburg abortion center known as Hellcrest, mm. and the shoddy conditions there are now receiving national news attention from pro-life and Christian news outlets. That's great. Without our abortion center regulation law, we would never know about these serious safety violations. And I want to let people know that um, local reporters in Harrisburg are very interested in this story about That's Hillcrest great. and the safety violations. There is a reporter at a local ABC News affiliate who did a story. Yeah. She plans to follow up. Good. There's a local reporter at a public radio station. He was stunned mm. by what he read in, in this inspection report. So people are taking notice. And these people may not agree with us right. on the general issue of abortion, right. but they say to themselves, well, at least women ought to be safe in facilities. Right. At least doctors should have credentials if they are operating in these facilities. You would, you would assume so, right? At least a nurse should be present right. when these procedures are taking place. There should not be outdated medication. Right. There shouldn't be equipment 
and other supplies that date back to 2004 that's mm. clearly outdated so this is very important this law that says that we will have these unannounced inspections because right. we know for a fact that the abortion industry will not police itself right absolutely i mean think about it you go for a teeth cleaning and mm -hmm. those dental facilities mm -hmm. have to have make sure all of their equipment is up to date right how much more important when you're having an invasive procedure like like an abortion absolutely now i, I know that there are some radical pro-abortion politicians who want to repeal Act 122 mm -hmm. and return to the Gosnell days when abortion centers weren't regulated any more than hair salons or uh, mm -hmm. nail, nail salons. Right. What's the status of, of those efforts? Well, I think that this case in Harrisburg is obviously an example of why we need this law. Right. And I think it's going to take the wind out of the sails of anyone who wants to repeal this law. Because so. they're, they're going to have to answer the question, well, if we do not conduct these inspections on a regular basis, what's going to happen in these facilities and what's going to happen to these women? Right. And I do not believe the leadership of either the Pennsylvania House or the Senate is in any mood to repeal our common sense abortion center regulation law. The fact is the law is working. Health officials are conducting regular inspections of abortion facilities. Safety violations are being noted and abortion center management is being forced to address those violations. Without this law, Pennsylvania would have absolutely no protection against future Gosnells setting up shop in Pennsylvania. For the health and safety of women in the Keystone State, the law must stand. Right, absolutely. Speaking of returning to the dark ages, some Harrisburg politicians want to take away our right to vote for judges. What's the status of their efforts to silence our voice? I like the way you phrase that, Matt. Silence our voice. That is exactly what the abortion lobby wants to do. The ACLU and the Women's Law Project, which legally challenge our pro-life laws, were among the initial partners of Pennsylvanians for Modern Courts, which is pushing for so-called merit selection of judges. Okay. This bill, House Bill 111, would take away our right to vote for judges for the mm -hmm. Pennsylvania Supreme Court, the Superior Court, and the Commonwealth Court, which we just did back in the primary, right. and we will do again in the fall. Our right to vote is sacred, and it should not be tampered with. The bill would allow the governor to appoint judges based on a short list of names provided by a group of 13 unelected, unaccountable people right. who might have no legal experience, right. but may in fact be political operatives. Sure. Chances are that's what they will be. Of course. So merit selection does not take politics out of the system. It just places the politics behind closed doors, right. away from public scrutiny. Men and women in this nation have fought and died for the right to vote. So it should not be taken away from us. I think, too, of people like my grandmother, who was a suffragette and fought for the right of women to vote. Right. I am sure she would be appalled that pro-abortion forces and politicians would team up to take away women's right to vote for judges. So if you are concerned about this, please him or her to oppose House Bill 111. Okay. Unfortunately, the bill has made it out of the House Judiciary Committee, mm. so it could be voted on by the entire House at any time. 
We must work hard to defeat this dangerous bill, which takes power out of the hands of the people and could place it directly into the hands of pro-abortion politicians. Talk about going back to the days of the smoke-filled back room where Absolutely. decisions were made for us. What is it that they say? Sunshine is, is the best medicine? Or, or disinfectant. Dis, that's the word I was looking for. Right. Sunshine is the best disinfectant, and that's, this is a perfect example of that. Right. You're, you're shutting the public out of the process. Right. I think you shut the news media out of the process. Well, of because how likely is it that they will know about all the discussions that are going on with regard to these candidates. Right. It's, it's going to be a private affair. And, right. and this is our government we're talking about. Government is a public entity. Right. And we have the right to have a say. We are stakeholders in that government. And we should have a say in the judges that are going to judge us and going to judge our families. Right. Absolutely. Now, Finally, I want to talk a little bit about assisted suicide, or more accurately, doctor-prescribed suicide. Uh, and I know that legislation has been introduced again. Uh, where do you see that going? Well, thankfully, there appears to be little support in the state legislature Good. right now for doctor-prescribed suicide. Good. But all of us must be vigilant about this issue. Doctor-assisted suicide has been defeated in numerous states numerous times. Right. However, it has been legalized in states such as Oregon, California, and several others. Doctor-prescribed suicide is pushed by the old Hemlock Society, which has undergone a rebranding and now goes by the name Compassion and Choices. But its name is a misnomer. It is neither about compassion nor choices. Right. It is a dangerous policy which takes advantage of people with disabilities, the elderly, people who are frail, and the mentally ill. I think many people assume that individuals seek assisted suicide because they are in tremendous pain, but the statistics from Oregon do not bear that out. Right. Instead, the number one reason people opt for assisted suicide is because of a loss of autonomy. In other words, they have become dependent on other people for their care. Also, studies of suicide in general show that in 90% of cases, People who choose suicide are suffering from a mental illness such as depression. Right. Yet people in Oregon rarely receive a psychiatric evaluation before being given a deadly dose of drugs. Assisted suicide legislation is also dangerous because unscrupulous heirs may pressure a person into committing assisted suicide because they stand to inherit a great deal of money. Right. So this is a policy and a practice we neither need nor want in Pennsylvania. Right, absolutely. I mean, I know Memorial Day just behind us, we saw a lot of Facebook posts about all the veterans who were uh, killing themselves mm. and, you know, telling veterans to seek help and that kind right. of thing. You know, we spend all this time talking about um, how bullying is wrong and how mm -hmm. people need protected and mm -hmm. we need to make sure that people uh, who are, suicidal are getting help right but then here on the other hand we have some of these uh pro-death legislators that want to essentially encourage people to to commit suicide absolutely because the law is a teacher Perhaps, and right. if you legalize assisted suicide you are teaching people especially young people right that suicide is the answer and it's right. not absolutely now sounds like there's a lot of legislative issues that pro-lifers need to be aware of why is pro-life legislation so important 
And how can we as pro-lifers keep up to date on these issues and be citizens, lo citizen lobbyists, getting right down there and affecting legislation in Harrisburg? Well, I'm glad you asked that question. Pro-life legislation is so important because, first of all, it saves lives. Right. Once our Abortion Control Act went into effect in the 1990s, abortion totals in Pennsylvania were cut in half. We also know that when public funding of abortion occurs, the abortion rate skyrockets. Mm. So when we passed a law in Pennsylvania ensuring that there would be no taxpayer funding of abortion in the health insurance exchange created under Obamacare, we conceivably saved countless lives. Second of all, pro-life legislation changes lives for the better. The law, as I said, is a teacher. Right. And when we pass laws protecting life, we are teaching those young people that life is a good that should be cherished. When women are saved from the heartache of abortion, they are enriched by the lives of their children or by the experience of placing their children for adoption. Right. At the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Federation, we try to make it easy for you to keep informed about pro-life legislation through our newspaper, Lifelines, our website, paprolife.org, our blog, and our email newsletter, the Pennsylvania Pro-Life Online News, we give you the latest updates on pro-life legislation that needs to be supported and anti-life legislation that needs to be stopped in its tracks. Right. You can sign up for our email newsletter, for instance, just by going to our website. You can be assured that you will receive regular legislative updates, which will tell you when important pro-life votes are coming up and when you need to contact your legislators. Or feel free to write to us or call us, and we'll be happy to give you your own personal legislative update. <laughs> it is important that each of us, as good citizens, act as grassroots lobbyists to help pass meaningful pro-life legislation. Right, and I would encourage people, too, not only to sign up for our online newsletter, but you can also make sure that you're following us on, on Facebook and and liking us on Twitter so that you can get updates that way as well and, and make sure that uh, you're finding out what's going on. And then once you have that information, don't keep it to yourself. Share it. Pass on the pass on the information to your friends and, and your family and people who uh, who are connected to you on Facebook. Well, Maria, I want to thank you for taking time out of what I know is a busy schedule for you to, to join us today. I want to thank you for all that you do to promote life and, and to promote pro-life legislation. I want to thank everybody for tuning in today. Bye, everybody.